morning, everybody. How we doing? All right. I love it. I love it. Let's try that again because I'm interactive and I love, I love the fact that we get to gather in the house of the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? We'd like to welcome all of our campuses who are tuning in live, all those who are online, San Marcos, El Cajon. No, El Cajon's going crazy because I'm out of El Cajon. City Heights, uh, Chula Vista, uh, Oahu. Come on, give it up for all of those who are going to be tuning in. All the people who are going to be watching later that they just get touched by the Lord. And I'm super excited to be here with you today. Uh, Pastor Allie, earlier when she came out, she had gave a book away, um, a, a book I had just recently wrote. I just came out in December, and we're just really celebrating the glory of the Lord on the book. It's called The Way, The Truth, and The Life. I'll be actually in the lobby here in Point Loma uh, signing books. So if you'd like to come out and, and just say hello, or I'd like to pray for you, or just say take a picture, whatever the case may be, or say, hey, you know what? That word touched me. Come on out. Love to give you some handshake. Love to say hello. Love to, more importantly, celebrate what God is doing in, in the, all of the earth right now. How many of you know? Come on, somebody. Woo! I am so excited to be here with you guys this morning, and I believe I have a word in season uh, for the house, not only for where we're at as a church, but what's actually going on throughout the world right now. If, we, if you guys are not tuned in to what's happening, there's revival breaking out all over right now. There's revival in the, in the universities, we, saw, we actually saw revival in sports uh, that happened. You know, it was a tragic situation with DeMar Hamlin going down, but there you saw revival in prayer in sports. So God, there's something about revival that's going on right now. So I want to encourage you at the end, we're going to give people an opportunity and those of you who are online uh, to engage and as well as the other campus, we're going to give you an opportunity uh, to give your life to Christ or, or rededicate to Christ. But at the end, we're going to worship. So I would just encourage you, don't just speed away because the truth be told, you just can't get off Rosecrans anyway, I'm just saying. So, so I mean, just, you know, you might as well stay here in the glory and just see, because you never know. Maybe you're coming up and you got some pain going on in your body and then boom, God healed you. Just like that, because you worship in the Lord. Okay, and you come into him and worship. So I would encourage you, we're going to worship after this, but it's going to be an incredible time. Um, we've been in a current series, or we're actually in a current series called Firm Foundation. Everybody say Firm Foundation. And, and we've just been laying the foundation for our house and where God has taken this house, where he's taken our church. But more importantly, what I feel like he's doing throughout all the earth. And then after this week, uh, we're going to be continuing in the same series, Firm Foundation. And we're going to be going through the five Gospels. But I, I want to I turn your attention to something in Scripture. We're going to look in Scripture. Um, but I want to turn your attention to what does it look like to build together? What does it look like to build together? What does it look like to build that it's not just my responsibility, it's just not your responsibility, it's not just her responsibility, or even your responsibility online, it's all of our responsibility that when we come together as a body, the glory of God goes throughout all the earth. It looks healthy. People want to engage with that, that they don't want to come to church just for experience. Experience is over. They want to come to church for an encounter. They're desiring, people are desiring encounter over experience, that they're changed and so we're going to look at a story in the Bible. Um, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1, as you're turning there, I just got back from a, a, a cruise. Um, yeah, shout out, any, any cruisers in the house? Anybody like cruising? I mean, yes, the glory of the Lord is on that boat with all that food. and All you do is eat. I'm just saying, all you do is eat on a cruise if you've never been on one. And so yesterday we got back, or not yesterday or Friday, got back in, went to Fort Lauderdale, and I got with this chiropractor. And, and truth be told, I've been a little skeptic of prior chiropractors. I've never had the best experience with them, but this guy's like world-renowned chiropractor. 
and he adjusts all these professional athletes and, and all these you know, prof you know, people that have major problems. So my friend who taking me, he's like, oh man, he, he adjusted this guy. And he pulls up this video and he's adjusting Shaquille O'Neal. Probably the biggest body that you could probably adjust on the planet. <laughs> Just saying, right? And so he adjusts him and he's, and he's actually adjusting him. I was like, okay, so I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of scared. I was like, man. I don't know what this guy's gonna do. So we go into his office, it's after hours. He has the whole place closed, but he opened it up for us to come in. And we go into this place and he lays me on the ground and he goes, hey pastor, all right, here's what we're gonna do. You know what, I just want you to lay here and I'm gonna put this in your mouth. He puts a little rag in my mouth and I want you to bite down on it. I'm like, Lord in heaven, what are we going right now? So let me call my wife, just make sure the wheel is intact. I'm just, he said, bite down on this, on this, this thing right here. I said, okay, so I bite down, and you know, he grabs my neck, and he's kind of moving around. Next thing you know, yank, and he like yanks my neck back. And I just hear, pop, 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 all the way down the back of my spine. And he's like, how's that feel? I was like, man, I feel like I grew like three inches, man. And he was like, yeah, he goes, there's something, in, there's something that happens when your body comes into alignment. The foundation is the way it's supposed to be. I was like, oh, that's a word right there. There's something about when the body of Christ comes into alignment that the foundation can be strong. The foundation can be built upon. More importantly, you as a believer can be built upon in the name of Jesus. So we're going to look at a story in the Bible in Nehemiah chapter 1. And it's an incredible story. And there's a lot of drama in the story, but there's a lot of victory in the story. Everybody say victory. And so the title of this message is called Let Us Rise Up. Say it with me. Say let us Rise up. That's the title of the message, Let Us Rise Up. And there's a, there's a bit of a, a problem looming and going on right now. And Nehemiah is essentially a cupbearer. Everybody say cupbearer. And a cupbearer, what a cupbearer was, is he would be the person that tastes the food for the king. So if they brought the food to the king and the food had poison in it, the cupbearer would taste it first. And if, if it had poison, then the cupbearer would die and the king wouldn't die. So that was his job. Some of you like, I don't some of you out here might even be the cupbearer in your own house. I'm just saying, your own cooking. I don't know. But, but, but uh, I, I tend to be the church cupbearer. You know, I like, to, I, like, I like to eat. I'm a foodie. I love to eat and try people's cooking. But, you know, sometimes the cooking ain't, ain't where it's at. Sometimes they bring it in front of you. Like, I, ain't, I, I can't do that right there. That's, I ain't signed up for that right there. But that's his job. He's the cupbearer. And so he has a good job is what I'm trying to tell you. He works for the king. But now his boys come to him, his people actually come from a region, and they tell him, like, hey, man, we got a problem. What's the problem? Man, the walls are broken down. Our people are being persecuted. Things are breached. It's not looking good. And so essentially, they bring this problem to him, and we're going to see what happens in the story. And I'm going to give you some, some key principles, some kingdom keys. Everybody say kingdom keys. What are kingdom keys? Little things that you can put in your back pocket so when it hits the fan in your life or when trials and tribulations happen in your life, you know how to pull that key out and get past the trial and tribulation. Can I get an amen from anybody in here? Okay, so this, I'm going to give you a little bit of a couple pointers that you can apply to your daily walk with Jesus and your daily living in your daily life, okay? But he, they bring him this problem, and he works for the king, and, and quite frankly, he don't have to engage, he don't have to engage what's going on because his job is good. How many of you ever been in a situation where someone brings you a problem or they tell you something and actually things are going well and you're like, hey man, I'll pray for you. 
You ever been in that situation? Come on, keep it real in here. Keep it 100, as in 100% honest. Keep it 100. You've been in that position before, and sometimes it's like, well, that's not necessarily my problem. Or, you know what, I don't know if I need to engage in that, but I'll, but I'll, but I'll pray for you. But we're going to see what does it look like to rise up and build. We're going to see that in this story, okay? So Nehemiah chapter 1, say amen if you're with me. You got the context of the story? So they bring him this problem, and look what the first thing he does. Verse 4, chapter 1. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying. Everybody say fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we, everybody say we. Now say it like you're not at the golf masters tournament. Say it like you in the house of the Lord that Jesus Christ saved your life, okay? Let's say it like that. Say, we, we have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. We, everybody say, we, we have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Stop right there. So what's the first thing that he did? They bring up a problem. They bring him a problem, and the first thing that he does is he goes to prayer. He goes to prayer. Let me tell you something. A lot of you are fighting battles on your feet when it's time to start winning the war on your knees. Some of you, know, I'm going to tweet that out, Pastor. Let me write that down. That's a good one. That one's good. For, that one's for me right there. Some of you are fighting. you fighting battles. you fighting in the flesh on your feet. And God's like, I want you to get on your knees and let me go ahead and win the war for you. So you no longer have to be doing this. Come on. I'll go before you. And so they, he postures his heart in prayer. But there's a problem with this now, okay? I'm going to give you a little problem here, okay? He cannot come. If you're a cupbearer and you work for the king, you cannot come in the king's presence and have a sad countenance. Because if you did, they would kill you. So you can't come with emotion. You can't come, you know, soaking, oh, things are bad, and, you know, I don't know. And No, because you're putting your life on the line. The king would kill you. But look what it says in the rest of that chapter. In verse 11, he says this. Look at Nehemiah's prayer. He says, oh, Lord, I, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name and let your servant prosper this day. I pray and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, a.k.a. the king, for I was a king's cupbearer. He made it known. I'm a cupbearer. I'm the lowly of the low. I can't come in front of the king because I'm putting my life on the line, okay? I'm putting my life on the line. So first point I want you to write down right here, okay? First thing I want you to do is point number one. Write this down right here. They're going to put it up on the screen for you. Posture your heart to the Lord in prayer. Everybody say, posture your heart. You want to posture your heart to the Lord in prayer. Notice what he said. He said it in uh, verses 4 through 7. He said, we have sinned against you. We have acted corruptly against you, okay? He took the burden of what was going on for the situation to get a vision and an understanding on how he can add solution to the situation. 
The Bible says in Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So when you come with a pure heart before the Lord, you can see God on how to interject into a situation or a scenario in your life. Maybe somebody comes in your family. How many of you got, how many of you got some family that's kind of a hot mess express? Come on, keep it real. Keep, keep it real. You're like, Lord, I'm going to raise both my hands in here. I'm a... Okay? You may have that family member in your life, but posture your heart towards them. Maybe inherit their burden, like what they're going through, so you can see how you can help them in this situation. He went to prayer. Let me tell you something, okay? I'm going to be saying some stuff in here. Okay, there's a whole lot of liberty in this room. You can say, say it again. You can say, preach it. Preach it, bald-headed black brother. Whatever it's going to take for you. Whatever it's going to take for you to get engaged, God. Because we ain't here in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. Okay? But he goes to prayer in this moment. Okay? Prayer is not just what you do with your lips. It's what you do with your life. It's what you do with your life. That's what you do with your life. Your, your prayer, always say, things go bad, things go good, I'm going to pray. No, 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 no. I'm a walking prayer. Matter of fact, I'm a walker to answer prayer unto the king. Am I talking to anybody in this room? Because listen, I know at one point you was a hot mess express. I seen you probably in a club, smoking weed, doing stuff you probably shouldn't be doing. And Jesus came to the picture and changed your life. You went from a hot mess to a hot message for the kingdom of God. I'm just, I'm just staying the facts. That's all it is. I'm staying the facts here. Because here's the thing. God was about to take him into a scenario of fixing something in, in this problem. The walls are broken down. 114 years, these walls were broken down. 72 years, they were trying to repair them. And you're going to see what happens when one man comes into submission to God. It changes everything. Okay? But here's the thing. Now he's going into a situation. Warfare follows. Ooh. <laughs> well, God had a promise for my life. Let me tell you something. God will never usher you huh, into a promise or an opportunity that warfare won't follow. Warfare will follow it. Doesn't mean that's not from God. Doesn't mean that God is not going to be for you. That means you got you to dig them roots a little bit deeper. Because real trees, real tall trees, they have really deep roots. Really deep roots. So you dig down further in God what he has for your life. You dig down further for the people that you're on behalf. You dig down further if you're in Oahu and you're planning, that, you're planning that new campus. You dig down further if you're taking ground in City Heights. You dig down further if you're in El Cajon and you're serving a home. You dig down further all the way down in Chula Vista where you're coming into something new. You dig down further in San Marcos when you're taking ground for the kingdom of God. You dig down further when you're in Point Loma taking ground for Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Anybody in this room? You dig down further. Notice this, he ain't start complaining. Ooh, he started praying. Let me tell you something, complaining slows down your ability to hear from God. It really does. You start complaining. The Bible says that God inhabits is the praise of his people, not the complaints of his people. Start praying, start praising, start giving God glory. Even when it's hard, give God glory. Because let me tell you something, when the lordship of Jesus is being compromised in your life, complaining is the evidence. When the lordship of Jesus Christ is being compromised in your walk, complaining becomes the evidence. Complaining starts arising. 
Because the Lord Jesus' dominion on your life in that area, for whatever reason, is subsiding. But I'm going to tell you something. When things start getting hard, when things start getting tumultuous, because they will. Come on, am I talking to anybody in this room? Am I talking to anybody online? They will happen. You start praising. You start worshiping. You start reading this word. You just don't read this word just to know the addresses. You don't just read this word just to study. Read this word and allow it to study you. Where are you at? How you living? Oh, how you responding? <laughs> how you responding? How you responding? How you reacting? Okay? Because I got news for you. Take a page. We're talking about Nehemiah, but let's take a page out of Jesus' book. Jesus never lived in reaction to the devil. He always lived in response to the Father. He never lived in reaction to the devil. He lived in response to the Father. God, this is what you say about me. God, this is what I know to be true. Doesn't mean that things will happen. He says it. He said it. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. If this, anything can happen, can this cup pass for me? He said, but not my will. What will? Your will be done. Okay? He responded to the Father. So you see Nehemiah going through this process. And the first thing that he does is he starts going into prayer. And, 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 and he comes into the presence of God. He comes into his presence and he actually starts repenting. He starts repenting on behalf of the people that made it wrong. He starts repenting. Everybody say repenting. Repentance, okay? Which leads me to the next next point, point number two, okay? You want to take bold steps with the Lord out of prayer, okay? Take bold steps with the Lord out of prayer after you start repenting. So speaking of repentance, so I do these cruises, right? And uh, one time, you know, and most of the time when you go on a cruise, the majority of the time, the people are, aren't necessarily Christians or believers. They're in the world. But that don't mean you can't be the leaven of the kingdom on the boat. You're supposed to be a representation of Jesus. So we go to this beach party. We're at this little beach party uh, for the boat. And there's this one guy, and I'm sitting there I'm talking with my homeboy. We're sitting there talking, just chopping up, talking about Jesus. And just loving the Lord, rejoicing. And, and, and this one dude, he's drunk. Super drunk. Come on, oh, what y'all talking about? What y'all talking about, man? I mean, we talking about Jesus, man. Oh, man, I don't know about that stuff, man. That stuff fake, man. I don't know, man. And he's just going off. He's super drunk. He, I was like, man. And I'm actually going to lie to you. I'm getting kind of upset. I'm getting upset. And he's just going on and on. And, you know, and I'm thinking like, man, I'm ready to give this dude the five-fold ministry right now. I don't know. I was going I'm thinking to myself, man, Lord, man, take care of this, Lord. That's what I'm saying in my heart. I'm like, take care of this because this dude's getting on my nerves. Then all of a sudden I hear, ho, 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 and he falls back on his back. And I go, Lord, I didn't mean it like that. I was just, I didn't mean it like that, Lord. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I just, and the dude gets up, and, he, and, 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 and he's like kind of bewildered, and he's looking around. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and then he, and then he, and he like this, and he looks, he gives me this dirty look, and he like turns around, and then when he turns around, now before he turned around, I noticed something on his back. I noticed he had this huge tattoo on his back, and on one top of his back was a bunch of angels, but on the majority of his back was a bunch of de- de- demons, tattooed demons. And I was thinking to myself, oh man, this I don't know what to do. So the dude falls down, ha, 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 boom, he falls down, gets back up. And he turns around, and this was on his back. Look at this right here. God blotted out his sin. God 
God covered all of the demonic tattooing on the bottom of his back, covered it with sand, and put a cross on it. Gives me chills even just talking about it right now. And you can see the little angel stuff. He gets up, and, and immediately I just start repenting. Lord, I'm so sorry. I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe. So I take a picture. You take a picture down. I take a picture, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man. And God spoke to me in that moment. He says, if your heart is never in a position of repentance, how are you going to know how I feel about people? So long story short, we ended up talking to this dude about Jesus. From that moment moving forward, this man gave his life to Christ right on the beach. So the next thing, next point, you want to take bold steps with the Lord out of prayer. Point number two, and here's the thing. In Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 3 through 5, Nehemiah had to go to the king, and he had to talk to the king. And he says to this, the king said to him, why is your face sad? Because you're not sick, but this can't be nothing but sorrow of heart. And then he says this, in verse 3, he says, he says, so I became dreadfully afraid. And he said to the king, may the Lord live forever, that my face shouldn't be sad. So, so he goes and puts his life on the line for a solution for the people. And then out of that, he has to come and have boldness. Everybody say boldness. God is requiring you in this next season to take bold steps of faith. You see the revival going on in Asbury? That's bold steps of faith. You see the revivals going on all around the country? Those are bold steps of faith. God is requiring a boldness in this season. Not, a, not, a, not, a, not being a knucklehead, okay, but, but having bold steps of faith, okay? Ephesians 3.12 says we have boldness and access. Everybody say access. We have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him, in him, in Jesus. Nehemiah goes before the king, puts his life on the line, goes boldly before the king because he knows I can actually make a difference it's going to require a step of faith. It's going to require a step of boldness. But here's the thing. Please, please, please. Ask for your discernment with your boldness. Ask the Lord for discernment. Online, Wahoo, San Marcos, Chula Vista, City, all the other Ask for discernment with your boldness. Okay? You don't want to be doing things in your flesh. You don't want to be saying, you know, popping off at the mouth in your flesh. Well, you know, thou shalt slap my neighbor. That's what it's saying in the Bible. No, no, no. Where you read that at? Second Fleshalonians 2.25. Fleshalonians, that ain't even in the Bible. It's Thessalonians, not Fleshalonians. You in your flesh. Well, you know, pastor, sometimes, man, you know, I just need to go ahead and talk to her, man, because, you know, she need a man. And, uh, and, uh. Where you read that at? First Opinions 2.22. <laughs> That's your opinion. But what does God say? What does God say? Ladies, what is God saying about that dude? He cute and he pull, pull, pulling up on you. Girl, you look good. Can I get that number? You know I got your back. My reply is like, you better have God's heart before you have my back. I say this all the time. I say it to the ladies. I'm going to say it to you. Ladies, just because he look good don't mean he a good look. Lady girl in the back like, yes, Jesus. That was, that was the prophetic word I needed right there, Pastor. I love that. But look what he did. He came in before the king, full of confidence, full of boldness. And do you know that fear was in him? 
But he came before God. Do you know that word, the, uh, the Bible says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God, Isaiah 41.10. Do you know that phrase, fear not, <laughs> is in the Bible how many times? 366 times. That's one for every single day of your life, including one for you leap here, folks, in the room and online. One extra. Fear not, because God is with you. He puts his life on the line, and he goes boldly before the king. And he asked the king for the blessing. He asked for protection. He asked, hey, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go rebuild this thing. And the king says, you know what? I'm going to bless you. Go ahead and do that. I feel like it's a prophetic word in this hour. You better come before the Lord, okay? When you have God's blessing, okay, and you actually got a letter from the king. Hello, hello, you got a letter from the king. This is your letter right here. You got 66 letters written to the living generation right now that you have authority. Ha, you got power. Ooh, you got wisdom. You got discernment. You got authority to go and take ground for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. Well, you know, sometimes I feel weak. Do you think Nehemiah felt weak in that point right here? Let me tell you something, though. Weakness is a magnet for Christ's strength. He's drawn to that. He's drawn to your weakness. He actually shows up even more powerfully in that weakness. He, and he wants to sh reveal himself in this new season as we're laying a firm foundation, not only for our church, as we're laying a firm foundation for the body of Christ outside these walls. Because I got news for you. We could do the ministry in the walls, but there's a whole lot more ministry outside them walls. There's a whole lot more ministry that are on the, in the hood on the street corner. There's a whole lot of ministry that's in the Fortune 500 CEO boardroom. You could be a pastor in the marketplace. You could be a pastor. You don't have to be in the church walls to be a pastor or a leader, or more importantly, a believer of Jesus Christ. Ugh. You could be a believer where God, wherever God puts you at. So he, so he, he comes, and he don't got no other option other than just putting his life on the line. First, I'm gonna pray. Then I'm gonna take some bold steps in prayer. And I'm gonna put my life on the line. Because here's the thing, God was his only option. And maybe this is a prophetic word for some of you in this room. Consider it a gift when God is your only option. When everything is stripped out, consider it a gift that Christ Jesus is on your side. That there's nothing left. Man can't take credit. Society can't take credit. This news can't take credit. CNN news can't take credit. Facebook news can't take credit. CBS news can't take credit. But the good news can get credit. The good news. The, the news of Jesus. So Nehemiah comes, and he comes before the king, and he knows he's born for this moment. So he goes to the king, and the king gives him permission. He goes into the region, and he grabs the resources he needs. And now he comes before the people that are going to help him. Now he has to go before the people. And look what he says right here, which leads to the point number three. Point number three, write this down. You want to build and take ground for the Lord only by prayer. Build and take ground for the Lord. Now he's going to take ground. He's going to take ground with the blessing from the king and the hand of his God. Ooh. And so look what it says right here. Verse 17. Then I said to them, you see the distress that we, everybody say we. Are in, now say it like you're not at the, at the morgue, okay, because you're in the house of God. You see the distress that we, everybody say we, we, are in how Jerusalem lies in waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come let us, everybody say us, us. 
build the wall of Jerusalem that we, everybody say we, may no longer be of reproach. And look at here it is right here. Check this out. And I told them of the hand of my God. Ooh, I just love saying that. And I told them of the hand of my God, which has been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he's spoken to me. So they said, this is the reply of the people. Look what they said. Let us rise up and build. Church, I'm talking to you right now. The Holy Spirit is talking to you right now. It's time to rise up and build together. It's time to rise up and build together. Young adult, classic adult, vintage adult, any demographic, all ages, all sides, any demographic, I don't care what your age is. It's time for all of us to rise up to build together. Ooh, I take it even a step further. Maybe there's another church that's down the street that'll need to build with us. Come on, when the, when the body of Christ comes together, man, there's a, there, the, the, the glory of God goes throughout all the earth. It's time for us to rise up and build together. And it says, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. Then they set their hands to this good work. Before you put your hands to the good work that God has for you, you need to rise up and build together. Family online, you need to rise up and build together. Churches need to be working together. Huh. Organizations need to be working together for the glory of God, not for the glory of man. It's time to start doing it together, y'all. Put the offenses away. Put the fear away. Put the past things away because God wants us to rise up and build together. And in the next chapter, you don't got to turn there, but let me give you some context. In the next chapter, there's three terms. In chapter three, when they start building, it says next to him, next to them, and after them. Next to him is brother to brother, sister to sister. Next to them are families. Families should be building with one another. Oh, and the best one, I think, is the last one. It says after them. You know what that means? That the next generation needs to help him. Come on, we can't leave our young people out. They're the future. Because when a generation now models to a generation that's to come how to build together, they inherit the blessing of the Lord on their life. Am I talking to anybody in this room? You got children, you connected to some young people, but God has greater. But here's the thing. So Nehemiah comes before the Lord. He comes in prayer. He comes in repentance. Okay? He comes in boldness. He gets the blessing from the king. He gets the blessing from God. He speaks to the people. The people reply, let us rise up and build this time. We're ready. And they put their hands to this good work. And let me tell you something. They rebuild them walls in 52 days. Come on, acceleration, somebody. Something that was broken down, 114 years. They trying 72 years to repair them. Nehemiah comes with the blessing of God, huh. the blessing of the king, the heart of the people. Let us rise up and build. And they get something that hasn't been done forever, and they get it done in record time. You know what that's called? That's called revival. Everybody say revival. That's revival right there. When we all coming together in the presence of the Lord. But here's the thing. Maybe some of you in here, for whatever reason, you've been trying to build on your own. It's a new day for you. Maybe some of you in here, you don't know the Lord Jesus, and you need to give your life to him. Today it's time to rise up and build in relationship with the one that can change your life, can change your marriage, <laughs> that can change everything exactly where you're at. Maybe you allow the world 
to destroy your finances, to destroy your thinking, or destroy hope. <laughs> There's a fresh infusion of hope in this room today. There's a fresh infusion of hope on this message online. There's a fresh infusion of hope in Christ Jesus. But it's time to rise up and build in him. Record time. God has record time for you. All the things that happened in your past, all the things that, can, that, that have prevented you, God says, I'm about to take that all away, and I'm about to give you something new. Are you ready for it? Do you want it? It's time to stop saying, I'm going to come to church and just sing the songs and raise my hand. It's time to start engaging that you are, you, you are a living witness of the goodness of God in your life. You are a living witness. And more importantly, you are a living invitation for people that you may be connected to or people that may see you out in the public like, yo, what do you got that I don't got? And you open your mouth and you simply say, Jesus. Tell me about that. I want everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes. And in this season... The Lord is calling us into deeper. He's calling us into deeper. He's calling you to have a burden by praying, seeing the burden. He's calling you to repentance. Repentance is not just a one-time thing. It's an ongoing lifestyle. To be repentant, he's calling you into a season of fresh boldness. It's time for you to take ground, but more importantly, it's time to take his hand. It's time to take his hand and let him walk with you, let him heal you, let him repair you. So I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation, but I'm also going to pray a prayer of rededication. Because some of you in this room need to do that. And then after we come up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count to the count of three, and I'm going to ask you to stand. But I'm also going to come out your seat and come down to the front. And we're going to worship together because what you're saying, and you're making a declarative statement. Jesus, you are the head of my life. Ha! And the enemy has no foothold in what you have in store for me. So simply pray this prayer in the privacy of I say, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for today. God, I, I, I don't know you, but I, I want to know you. Jesus, come into my heart. Make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to follow you all my living days. I'm going to walk with you all my living days so that you receive the glory. And this prayer is for those who need to just Get reignited, get rededicated, get readjusted unto God so that your foundation is intact to build upon moving forward. And you say, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. <laughs> thank you for the spiritual alignment this morning. I needed it, God. Forgive me, Lord, from, for trying to do it my way, trying to do it their way, trying to do it his way or her way. It's time for me to start doing it Yahweh. It's trying to start doing it your way, God. Forgive me, Lord. I repent. I want to rise up and build with my brothers and sisters. I want to rise up and build, more importantly, with you. Forgive me, Lord. I readjust my life. I rededicate my life to you. If any one of you in this room prayed that prayer, if any one of you in this room prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. Those of you online, those who are at the campuses, you're going to have your campus pastor there. If you pray that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand because it's time to rise up and build together but you can only help and contribute as healthy as you are and today may be the day that that day comes so one get your hearts ready two because the holy spirit is definitely speaking to you in this room three stand to your feet if that's you in this place bless you
bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. We see them all over the room. Bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now that you're standing on your feet, here's the deal. You've seen this before. Usually come down the front, okay? But I'm going to ask you to come out of your seat, and this is what it means. When you come out your seat, you're saying, devil, you got no more foothold. I'm kicking you right in the mouth. And I'm going to walk towards my destiny. I'm going to walk towards my breakthrough. I'm going to walk towards my healing. So we're going to invite them out their seats. Come on, Rock Church. Let's cheer for them as they make their way down. Come on. Hallelujah. Bless you, man. Bless you. Stay right here. Stay right here. Stay right here. Bless you, brother. Stay right here. Come on. They making their way. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Come on, they still making their way. Amen. They're coming. Bless you, man. Bless you. Bless you, bro. Bless you, sweetie. Bless you. Come on, they coming. They still coming. Hallelujah. Woo! God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you, bro. Bless you. Stay right here. Bless you, sister. Ah, God bless you. God bless you. Oh, they're coming over here, too. Come on. They have families coming. Lord in heaven. You got to slide over if you like. Beautiful family. God bless you. God bless you, bro. Bless you, little man. Bless you, little man. Oh, my Lord Jesus. They are coming. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 